Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Is Thursday here yet? Yeah. Hurry up. Hurry up, please. Okay. So, a couple of days ago, I was... What was I searching for? I was searching for something. And I come across this interview. And sometimes, you know, Sunday morning interviews on CBS. I'm not awake then. I'm sleeping in. It's Sunday, okay? When I was growing up, they would tell us... Okay, see, we were kind of raised to... We didn't have to pick religion. You know, we could be aware of it, but... I remember they said to us, do you want to go to church on Sunday? And we're like, no, neither do I. Okay. So, you know, we had freedom right there. Um, and so I come across this interview by the late George Hodgman. Really funny. And it was a, it was a piece about a book he had written called Bettyville about him and his mother, whom he moved in uh, to live with. So I'm going to just read you the back. When George Hodgman leaves Manhattan for his hometown of Paris, Missouri, he finds himself an unlikely caretaker and near-lethal cook in a head-on collision with his aging mother, Betty, a woman of wit and will. Will George lure her into the assisted living, Shady Pines, when hell freezes over? He can't bring himself to force her from home from the home, both treasure the place where his father's voice lingers, scene of shared jokes, skirmishes and behind the dusty antiques a rarely acknowledged conflict betty who has betty who speaks her mind but cannot quite reveal her heart has never really accepted the fact that her son is gay as these two unforgettable characters try to bring their differences together Hodgman reveals the challenges of betty's life and his own struggle for self-respect moving readers from their small town crumbling but still colorful to the star-studded Corridor, corridors of Vanity Fair. I'm, not, I'm very tired. The result is both an, an indelible portrait of a family and exquisitely told tale of a prodigal son's return. It's funny. I loved it. I'm still reading it. Um, I mean, if you look at it, let's look at some of this. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Wait, I want to find because it's like somewhere. He talks about where is it? This is this is an interesting book, and I want to kind of bring it to the beginning. I mean, it's it's a really good book, and, and I encourage all of you to listen to it. Even the Tool listeners, you know how Tool is. We love our listeners. Um, I mean, fans. Oh, here it is. Where is it? It's like you know. I wish it, this is the only time I need an assistant. Is hey, can you get it to? You know, Oprah's got assistance, but Oprah's got, you know, Apple money coming in. Ooh, Apple TV. I don't know how I feel about that. Here we go. Something has awakened me, though inside there is only the sound of the air conditioner and outside is pitch black and quiet. But for the trains, the clock says 2.30. Give or take, I won't go back to sleep. Where am I? Not in my apartment. There are no sirens, horns, or streaks of neon shining through the blinds. This is not Manhattan. Not Chelsea, not West 23rd Street. I am home in Paris, Missouri, population 1,000, 
246 and falling. Living here, I say to myself, just for a few more days or weeks for now, until Carol, the good-hearted farm woman who helps watch out for Betty, recovers from surgery on her rotator cuff, or until my mother can be admitted to an assisted living facility, until there is a rain or Betty's spirits mend, or I get a regular job again. So... God, I don't want to lose my place. So, um, I'll read the rest of it later. But it's interesting. So, his mother... Oh, my God. She was a character. Um, apparently, she used to play the church organ. And she and she had dementia toward the end. And one time... The last time she played the church organ or piano, um, she dropped her music and said, God damn. <laughs> so he said, I don't think she'll be invited back, you know? I don't want to... This is not, you know, the book club, you know? That's not why the Dr. Zeus podcast was created. I created the Dr. Zeus podcast as a form of therapy. A form of therapy from the day to day. Oh, my God. I won't even go into detail about the day to day. Oh, my God. When I started the podcast, I was very, very angry. I was very, very vengeful, you know. And then I, um, I didn't really smell the flowers. I bought some chakra candles and smelled them instead, you know, a little more expensive than flowers. And, you know, um, kind of looked at myself and analyzed some things. And I remember I would do these podcasts that were kind of angry, you know, like Roseanne and, you know, Fun, yeah. Um, and then I started realizing, you know, my listeners want silliness. They want characters, and I'm a character. And yeah, so you know, I mean, that's why we have people like, you know, we did the Cokie Roberts interview last night, and I don't even care if she hears it, <laughs> wherever she is. If she hears it, I don't know. Maybe she can rain on me or some snow, just not any hail, because I don't, you know, want to get hit in the head with a hail-sized baseball. Um, I do those interviews out of good fun, you know, and right now I'm trying to get a hold of somebody who was on the show last night. Let's see. Is he going to pick up? See, last night he picked up because I think we had planned the Cokie Roberts interview and I don't know about tonight. Tonight is Wednesday. He could be off fluffing his feathers somewhere and... See, just uh, we do the FaceTime audio because it's so much clearer. Okay, he's not gonna pick up. He's he's out doing something that he shouldn't. No, well, something that he wants to do. See, I don't do that shit of you know. I'm just like it's Wednesday. Um, I have some fake rain playing in the background. You know, um, I finally learned today how to clean my essential oils diffuser. And um, I know people are like, oh my god, are you getting all new agey? No. It helps me sleep. It helps me relax. Now all I have to do is start working out again. And then it's going to be really fun. You know? But when I do this podcast, you know, it's all about the fans. And, you know, they. I hope this inspires them to go out and create their own show too, you know? Um, it's like tool fans. Tool fans, most of us are creative. Most of us you know, have our own vision, you know, whether it's just pimping out your ride, pimping out your car, making your teeth look a little more golden. I wouldn't do that. But what do you think? You started this podcast because you were just, you needed a 
well, a shrink, but, you know, that just isn't gonna happen, no. <laughs> and, you know, there's the light and the dark, I mean, wouldn't, uh, you know. Yes, there is the light and the dark. <laughs> well done. <laughs> But there's also the radio friendly. And now we have to be radio friendly if we want listeners. We can't say bleep. No, we can't. We can't say bleep. I mean, sometimes when it's when it's appropriate. I thought about making those shows available through like a pay system. I don't know, like an HBO. Oops, sorry, I said the bad word. <laughs> I don't want them to come after me. Why are you talking about our network on your show? You are a podcast. Yeah, I am. Sometimes I think I should record these things a little earlier. But, you know, I was reading Bettyville. I mean, I'm. I one of my friends wants to borrow it after I'm done with it. I would like to finish it this weekend. I'm reading it with the author's voice in my head. That's always a good thing to do. But, you know, it's like Emily Dickinson. We couldn't hear her voice. So, you know. Okay, I'm looking at this book. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> mm, all right. Here we go. Let's see. Where's Mama? This is almost like a Grey Gardens, you know? Okay, this is his, uh... Okay, where we go? Because I saw somewhere where she talks about... Let's see. Where is it? Hmm... This is almost like driving Miss Miss Daisy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh. mm. Okay. Okay. Um I'm looking for it. <laughs> Talks about casseroles. Okay. I'm looking for the Bloody Marys. I don't think I've ever had a Bloody Mary. No. You know, for health reasons, I can't really drink like I used to. Oh, my goodness. You know, I love margaritas. Um, my, my love of margaritas comes from... Um, well, my grandmother's name was Margarita, but that's one thing, you know, um, about, oh goodness, 19 years ago, we were at a Mexican restaurant. We had always gone as a family and my, and I had just turned 20. I wasn't 21 yet. And my grandmother who's, who died soon after she's, she orders a Margarita. She's got all this food, you know, her appetite was good. 
and I'm sitting next to her. I said, come on, Grandma, give me a sip. No, I'm not giving you a sip. She said, your mother would not like that. I said, come on, just give me a sip. She says, I'll buy you one when you're 21. Well, unfortunately, she didn't live to see that. So when I finally did have a margarita, I think it was years later, and I thought, oh, my God, this is so good. And a friend made it for me. Just perfect. I wanted some chips and salsa with it. Because that's what I... Uh, the last time I did that with my grandmother, we are eating chips and salsa. And she was eating, I think, a taco or something. I don't remember. Or probably enchiladas. Um, and so my friend, a couple weeks ago, made me a skinny margarita. Which I was able to enjoy. And I thought, oh, you know... And I'm not trying to worry about, oh, my God, oh, my God, the sugar, the sugar, you know, the sugar. Yeah, I, you know, I'm aware of certain things. I'm aware of certain symptoms have disappeared because of letting go of the sugar, you know, like I'm uh, in the Willy Wonka factory or something, you know. I like the original of, um, you know, uh, Willy Wonka. I don't like the remake. I like Johnny Depp, but that was just too freaking weird. And I remember I went with my friend since I'd known in high school, and she just loved Johnny Depp. I mean, she thought he was food right there. You know, she could have just eaten him and been been pleased. You know, I nah. I liked him in Chocolat, but then you know, you can see if you look at Johnny Depp um, when he did Chocolat and Blow. You look at him now, he looks really messed up. You know, that's what Amber is her name Head or something. I don't know. Amber Head did to him. You know, and I'll and I think he, you know, misused the booze and you know, I've never really been a booze person. I drink when it's when it's celeb- celebratory. Like at a party, but not all the time. I don't wake up in the morning, oh my god, I have to have a vodka. No. Or how how do the Russians say Vodka. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I do love my Jack Daniels. I can't have that anymore, you know. And it, eh, it is what it is. Um, but the Doctor Zeus podcast. I was hoping we would have our guest on tonight. Unfortunately, he's probably at the Piggly Wiggly, doing God knows what. And um, they're over there raving about America's Got Talent. I'm not into that. Ooh, this is interesting. So my friend is watching um, West Side Story, and we were talking about overdubbing. And she's like, what's that? And I told her, because, see, Hollywood had this practice. They still kind of have it, where if your voice is not up, if your voice is not Julie Andrews, then you're just done, okay? You need to be overdubbed or remixed. Um, and so, well, here's what happened. So Julie Andrews originated the role of Eliza Doolittle in, in, in My Fair Lady. A lot of people don't know that because a lot of people weren't alive then. Um, so here's what happened. Okay. So Julie Andrews didn't get the film because she didn't have... Uh, the title name yet you know she was julie andrews but she was not well known in films so it went to audrey hepburn who's not really a singer if you count that moment where she's singing in that window you know moon river beautiful but not you know the hills are alive 
And so they overdubbed her voice with Marnie Nixon, okay, who was also in The Sound of Music. Hello. She did. She had done a lot of overdubbing. Just ask Dar- Deborah Carr, or is it Deborah Carr? Um, and The King and I, she overdubbed her too. <laughs> Even Natalie Wood and West Side Story got overdubbed. Rita Moreno did not. Rita Moreno, that's Rita Moreno singing America. Okay, come on. Um, but, um, so Julie Andrews' consolation prize was Mary Poppins. So when she did win the Academy Award for Mary Poppins, you know, I mean, it was like, hey, Jack Warner, look at me. <laughs> and then she got the sound of music and, you know, that she's a professional. These are people, actors that can sing are very rare, okay? And, you know, a lot of the people in West Side Story were overdubbed. So now they just say, you know, let's hire another singer behind the scenes. If you've ever seen um, Singing in the Rain and they hire another voice person <laughs> played by the late, the great Debbie Reynolds. And I love Debbie Reynolds, you know, and someone else also loves Debbie Reynolds, don't you? Well, you know, Debbie Reynolds, this is Carrie Fisher, by the way, Debbie did give birth to me. She gave birth to my brother, Todd, too. You know, Star Wars is coming out in December. Yes, Carrie, you've you've mentioned it all, all the time on the show. Go on. Now, I'm not going to be a hologram. And today, unfortunately, the estate of Whitney Houston has announced the hologram tour. Do you see me doing the Princess Leia hologram tour? Heck No! And I understand you don't want cursing on this show. So here we go. All right. The Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by Gary Fishers like me and Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. The Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by Ringtones and Ring Pops. And remember to subscribe if you, if you want to really, I tell you what. If you want me to create another platform for shows where I can say whatever the you know I want, then you can subscribe for ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine, and we'll we'll make uh, another platform for the show. Unpleasant dreams.